You're listening to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. All right, Paul, by the time this comes out, it is New Year's Eve, and uh, we are going to talk about something that you've been wanting to talk about for a very long time. You kind of touched on it in a previous episode. By that gasp, I'm sure the listeners realize that I'm totally sprinkling this on you. You don't even know what I'm talking about right now, uh, even if you suspect. So we've had no preparation. We have not given this any forethought, but we are going to talk about what if life was a simulation? Yay, all right, let's do it. All right, um, so set the parameters again. You you know this better than I do. What, what were the three, was it three? Yeah, yeah, okay, so it's, 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 it's called the simulation argument, um, and it's an argument, not a theory, because one of the three presented ha- uh, is true, um, unarguably is true. Now, which one of those three is the truth? That's where, you know, personal perception and all that comes into mind. But so the three is that uh, we are living in a simulation. Um, we will eventually get to the point where we can create a simulation or we will try to create a simulation, but we'll, as a race as a human race die before we get there. Okay. So again, we're either in one or trying to make one, uh, or we're trying to make one, but we won't get as far, um, you know, before we break the earth. All right. Um, all right. So let's, uh, let's open up the conversation. What, what do you think is going on right now? Uh, you know, I find it fascinating cause it seems like we, no matter what we, we are trying to ever since, you know, probably what was it mid 80s or, or whenever Maxis came out with, with you know with something as silly as, as sim uh, as sim city we definitely have a fascination with that we i think the human race we kind of like to to control things to cultivate things whether it's a bloody ant farm or sea monkeys or even just owning a dog there's that part of us that, that likes to do those sort of things and now with technology we've kind of seen what it you know how a ancestral simulation might play out with games like the sims um so so i definitely agree that that we will probably either get there or die trying. It's kind of unfortunately looking like the latter with the way we're treating the earth. Um, <laughs> and then as, as far as uh, whether we're in a simulation or not, I, I don't know. I, I honestly have not decided. I'm, I'm very open to it. I think it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I think that the fact that we're like completely alone in the universe, uh, as far as we know right now, and then combined with how just vast spaces and how many different, you know, uh, solar or sorry, planets and things like that. There are it almost it can start to look a little bit like a purpose made design. Like maybe we're not, you know, if I was to create a simulation, I didn't want them coming into contact with their creators or anything else that would maybe muck up the Truman Show. I'd probably make it so that they just couldn't get into touch with anything else, and it would just look devastatingly um, vast and and just demoralizingly large to to, <laughs> to even try and find something. So I I could kind of see it. Okay, well, it seemed- how, how about this then? For the for the purpose of this episode, um, let's look for let's look for clues throughout life. Like what suggests that we are in a simulation versus what suggests that we absolutely are not. Oh, that's a, that's a great way to put it. Um, but let me put that let me put that on you to begin with because I've had a little more time to think about it. But is there anything that like without thinking too hard immediately springs to mind for you uh, for or against it? Um, I think uh, it, it's kind of tough because I think with a simulation as advanced as ours is, I mean, who knows? This is also kind of um, I admit the flaws of this argument because 
what we consider advanced could be very primitive to whoever created the simulation that we live in. So we got to ask ourselves like, okay, well, number one, what is the, what is the end game? Like, what is the actual purpose? Like, why would they create something this in depth and this much to the point that you and I actually believe that we have consciousness that we actually believe we have souls that we actually like believe there is a meaning to life only for us to actually have been created with none aforethought. Like, um, you know, according to Rick and Morty, some people are just here to generate energy and, uh, power a battery for somebody's uh, car but um uh, <laughs> that's actually a great episode i'm laughing it about really it. is yeah <laughs> but you know so what exactly is the end game for the simulation that we live in and it's like uh you know they say the truth is stranger than fiction so there's a lot of random weird stuff that happens that I don't know. Is is that just a random number generator or is that just like the chaos of life versus like, would a simulation not be a little bit more structured? Um, for instance, if, if we watch a movie and characters do stupid stuff, we think, you know, we hold it against that movie that characters did stupid stuff, even though in real life people do way stupider stuff all the time. Right? So we have this expectation in our games, in our movies, in our li- in our literature, uh, any form of fiction that we create, we have this higher expectation for them to perform compared to uh, what is actually all around us. Mm. So, this either means that whoever created us is way stupider, or they really want us to be stupid, because there's some pretty stupid people in this world. Um, mm. So... I, I think, you know, in the same way that you say that uh, of those three, one of those three theories must be true, uh, obviously granted for the sake of argument that we are in a simulation, two arguments must be true. Those who created us are way stupider <laughs> than we are, or they have a reason to keep us stupid. Right. I, I like the way you frame that because you're right. I see what you've done there. It's, it's actually quite brilliant because one of the two in that case, you know, it, it inarguably would have to be true. Uh, you know, the, the first one raises immediate issues with, with the, their intelligence level. If they were able to create some sort of like, you know, bio or organic type of, of simulation, uh, assuming we are flesh and blood, um, th- that's the part of this that honestly kind of blows my mind is, is wondering how to simulate things that, that have like, w- at least what seems to us as like an, an organic life. Um, which I, I guess, you know, you could argue all day whether or not that is even the case or if that's just our wired perception, like you said, in this case, assuming we're in one. Um, mm-hmm. So I would have to say that their intelligence has to stack up, but that that could also mean that their intelligence is probably, it, it could be different to how we perceive intelligence. You know, there could be, in other words, like a, a tremendous disregard for uh, almost morality or empathy um, because it does seem rather cruel to kind of play with us like this if that was the case <laughs> um and I, I think i'm being polite and mild by saying that because it's, it's right kind of messed up um to potentially do something like that yeah i mean it, it, it does it springs so many questions to mind like you said as to why what's the benefit but it also i think that's like almost a very human way of of looking at things where we we assume that there's got to be a reason for things and and so you know what if it is something as, as simple and relatable to us on this show as nostalgia? You know, for for them, I know a lot of times they would call it like an ancestral simulation for them to 
maybe have some sort of nostalgic connection to the past and how they mm. came to be in, in their vast technological superiority or whatever the, the case would be if if uh, if they were able to have created us. Maybe it's like a nostalgia trip for them. Here, here's, here's actually another question then to um, kind of put a slightly different angle on it. Let, let's assume that we're in a simulation. So we were created as a simulation by somebody considerably more advanced than we are. That, that would have to be the case, right? They would have to right. be more advanced than we are. So why in this programming would they allow us to wonder if we are uh, in a simulation? Like, Why would they give us self-awareness to the point that we are capable of questioning the truth? Right. That's Yeah, that's, that's a great question. I mean, I guess I would counter it immediately by saying if they had such... Again, and, and for everybody listening, we're we're just playing with the idea of of the, right now that that we are in a simulation. So if they had the capability to design something of this this grandeur, I would imagine that they would have you know equal capability to keep it within control. So that being said, I suppose you could set parameters that will allow us what we perceive as free will without crossing that that line that you're kind of describing, crossing a line into to enlightenment, I guess we could say. So in other words, allowing us to ponder it, but not giving us anything to grab onto would probably be the solution there. So it's I, like, I have they, a better answer for you, to be perfectly hmm. honest. Um, if we subscribe to the uh, Occam's Razor, where like the simplest answer is likely to be the correct one, I think that <laughs> our ability to question our own existence is um, the the programmers uh meta joke <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are literally yeah, just yeah. like npcs with typed in dialogue hmm, what if we are actually being controlled right now as somebody plays a game yeah and the, the other programmers like well what can they do with that information and the other guy's like <laughs> nothing <laughs> go fucking mad basically <laughs> look out and they'll invent religions they'll do whatever they can to find meaning and this is you know we programmed none of that in there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like your answer better, genuinely. <laughs> and and I will say too, if if anybody listening is, is perhaps because I've had this conversation with with some very religious people who who while I'm not particularly religious, I have a lot of respect for. I'm I'm not an atheist, and I'll leave it there. You can fill in the blanks in, in the middle of those two statements, but but I have respect for religious people, and I'll just say this this type of argument. It doesn't rule out the idea of a creator or things like that. Like the way I would kind of look at it is that, uh, it, because let's say we were created, there's a lot of this in Egyptology where, where, uh, in if, ancient, sorry, if this is a simulation, we obviously clearly have a creator. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and I'm not even saying the end game is that there are gods. I'm just simply saying, that, well, they probably have a creator too. So you could just keep going down that, that route until you find your god. Um, and I say that genuinely i'm not I'm not trying to be facetious or anything like that like you know whatever made us made them and and so forth and so on until mm. you get to who you perceive to be to be god it doesn't rule that person out of this equation in my opinion so, so um, do you do you suspect the possibility or does this imply the possibility that whoever created our simulation could be in a simulation of their own yeah, yeah, it's a good way to uh, actually blow your own mind. Yeah, because this could, like a kaleidoscope, this could just go on infinitely. Uh, mm -hmm. I suppose you could say, um, yeah, like, uh, if there's an infinite amount of monkeys, one of them would eventually recreate the works of Shakespeare, I think I've heard said before. Um, it's, Not quite it's kinda, like that, but it's very close. The point is yeah, there. 
Yeah, the point is there, thank you. Yes, it's, you're right. I mean, I, I'm not sure at what point that would stop. Um, one, one thing that makes me wonder, and this is uh, kind of steering, steering away from, from that just because it, it hurts my head a bit, is <laughs> uh, you, you got me thinking as far as the, the why, which admittedly I've, I've not given much thought to previous to this conversation, but I, I was just kind of picturing, I, I was thinking back to that old Simpsons episode where, where Lisa accidentally created life. Um, oh, I don't do you remember that, that one? I don't actually remember that one. Yeah, Lisa, God, it was probably like one of the first six seasons. Um, oh, wow. Then I really should know that one. Yeah, she created life by accident. I think Bart had something to do with it. Um, it's, it's a bit too foggy for me to to help you remember, in other words, because I don't remember many other details than that. And I'm sure a few people listening do remember it, and they're probably yelling at us already. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll keep I'll keep going. But but basically, you know, this 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 life was created out of some sort of like bacteria, or whatever. Again, I forget the scenario, but the the life eventually became somewhat of a threat. And it almost makes me wonder, like, if the people that created us, let's say, the, the, the people, maybe things got out of hand for them. And at some point, some sort of life-ending, universe-shattering event happened. So they've created, like, a sped-up version of their ancestry to see how it played out so that they can go back and, not go back, but so they, they can preemptively stop it from happening. Um, so, so a little bit of minority port is kind of thrown in here with this theory <laughs> where it's like, you know, let, let's, let's simulate, you know, how this, how this happened, how this outbreak comes to be. And if we can simulate it, we can pin down, you know, the where and what's and who's of who created it, which that, that's more kind of sad because that just makes us feel more of like an experiment than anything else, which I suppose we are. And, you know, it's kind of scratch all because like you said, sometimes the easiest solution or the best solution is the easiest and, and you know, if you were to kind of psychologically d dive into why we have like an ant farm um, or, or even, you know, keep, keep rodents or dogs or cats as pets, you know, a lot of times there's, there's not a real super complex answer to that. I'm sure Freud has one, etc. But But at the end of the day, the answer, an acceptable answer sometimes is because it's fun or because it's comforting or because it's entertaining. And, you know, what if it is just nothing more than that? Um, do you think that uh, if, again, if we're a simulation, do you think our world is interactive with the creators? Do you think there are player characters amongst us? I, oh man, that's a great question. Um, that's so hard to answer because I feel like it's whatever they want it to be. So now I'm trying to imagine, you know, the benefits of that. Would they want to? And I guess I would say yes, because I think that would make it almost more fun. So then I'll, I'll bounce back to you. Do you think that... If you were a player character in our simulation, would that would you be the the whole the Hollywood celebrities or the you know the Bill Gates? Would you be like a, a, an influencer? Would you make sure that you were like super rich and famous and things like that? Like, would those be the people we should look to for being well, the player characters? Well, if I were a player character, I desperately need a hint book because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not uh, I'm not doing very well at this life. Uh, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I, I'm actually very quite content with my life. I just, you know, I, I'm not objectively good at it, but I'm content. I'm happy. Um, I, I'm not getting a high score at anything, that's for sure. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it, it's tough because it's kind of like you start, you start letting this get to you and you start questioning and you start having to think about things more. You know, how much are we taking for granted? Um, at, at some point in, in the recent past, you went to the store and bought some food and came home, right? Mm. Now, do you, the the cashier, the clerk who helped you, 
uh, ring in your food. Do, do you know that person personally? No. Uh, do you know who they are, where they live, what they do after work? Only Susan. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you guarantee that that is a person who exists outside of that one context? Uh, no. Like, do we ever know that they're like, how many times have you met me in person? Oh God. Yeah. This is, ta- this is taking a very, <laughs> very sci-fi twist right now. Yeah. <laughs> how, how do you really know uh, me beyond a voice and a Facebook profile? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm subscribed there. That's super freaky. You're right. There's only a finite amount of people that we can trace back to their origins and, and the rest could, for all we know, be avatars. Yeah. And so, you know, we do meet people. We do understand like, oh, hey, this is a person who has actually gone out of the way to become friends. And I did hang out with them after work. So, you know, there there are a few people that I've made friends with because they worked at a place where I needed to get stuff, whether it's beer or uh, supplements or or food or anything like that. There are people who, are, who did come from a relationship of requirement. You have a thing that I want and here's my money. So please give me that, which then blossomed into, I know these people personally and they do have uh, lives and families and all this stuff that clearly is going on when I'm not around. But how do we know that those aren't the player characters and the rest are NPCs? How do we know that the person we walk past on the street is somebody that continues to exist if we never see them again? Right. Obviously, right. obviously we do. I'm not saying that they don't, but then you think about simulation theory and it's like, but do they? Right. And especially if, if we, if, if you are inside of that simulation and that's, that simulation is a program and that program has final say on, on the world as you perceive it. So if you decided to get in your head that you wanted to get to the bottom of this and, and just start finding, you know, the the most solid proof that you could on just a group of 10 random strangers to really lock down their date of birth and, and you know, as, as much detailed imagery on said birth or whatever that you could find to convince yourself, I would imagine the program would be able to make adjustments on the fly to, to give you what you should see. So it makes you feel almost a little bit helpless or, or hopeless, rather, that, that there isn't, you're never going to actually find any answers. You'll just continuously be convinced that you found answers, whether or not they're, they're as you see them or not. Now, here's a way to know whether or not you're an NPC or, or like one of those temporary NPCs or not, is that um, if you were an NPC, you would just be given enough information to have your backstory. If you could definitively recall all the things that go on in between, it's safe to say that you are a player character. You would not have just been programmed in for like the mundane drive home from work. Right, you would not be right. you would not be programmed with the memory of the fact of uh, you were walking one day and you tripped on the sidewalk. You know that could happen, but you would not remember that if you are a character that ceases to exist as soon as you're no longer on screen, right? Right. So you know that you have this sort of uh, th- this through line that connects your memories. If your memories were implanted, all you would have are those memories, but you do have the connectivity between them, so you can tell that you are something which exists constantly. So if if you and I cross paths and you know you are somebody who obviously or well I I don't really know that's for sure because there's no real trace of you outside of uh uh name on a screen to be perfectly honest. But you know, you, you meet these people and you know that okay, well here's a person who clearly exists. And uh 
Uh, obviously, you are continuing to exist when you are no longer in their presence. So you're not an NPC. So that's one way you can figure that out. But then you got to think about like all the other people because when you play a game like Grand Theft Auto and you know you walk down the sidewalk and there's all these characters there, they don't have backstories. They don't have actual lives. They are only programmed to know what to do in that exact moment. Right? Right. So it makes you wonder about when you go into a mall and you walk past all these people, how many of them are going to continue to exist once you walk past them? Right, exactly. Yeah, they're there to serve the environment and nothing more. So yeah. if it, you, your existence makes them exist and nothing else. Yeah, so when you see that one person who just looks like they're just going through the motions of the day, they're probably um, not a fleshed-out character in the simulation. <laughs> right. They're just... Um, they're just like, like you said, their, their environment, their, their background, they're just, uh, um, they're padding. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, you're, 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 uh, I don't know, you're, you're soccer moms and, and you're, you're bar, uh, bar dwellers. I mean, th- there's so many just of those uh, generic stereotypes of people out there that, that could start to fill in these gaps rather quickly. You know, the, the, mm-hmm. the, yeah, I guess the stereotypes is the best way to say it. You know, the, 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 you know, khaki short wearing lawn mowing dad and the the short haired uh let me see your manager Karen's and things like this. <laughs> um okay, so what if we're all player characters? What if we're like a giant uh MMO game such that there are no NPCs, but the world is simulated? Yes. And this is the one I I probably would believe to be the case more than the prior. Maybe out of convenience because the prior one is is just kind of freaky, um, but yeah, I, I've I've kind of pictured it or, or visualized it as, you know, that that we all are. Or I'm a rogue programmer, and that's why I'm so interested in this because I'm trying to to cry for help and get everyone to pay attention to what's going on. <laughs> now you don't know what to believe. No, I, yeah. So I, I kind of imagine is is that we're all we're all player characters in in this simulated environment. And uh, as I was t- touching on earlier, as far as um, our limitations with space travel, even knowing the, the vastness of it, uh, I, I kind of think of uh, space, uh, the video game equivalent to like a grayed out area of the map. Um, one in which there is no, there is no level we can get to to unlock. It's, it's just a grayed out layer, uh, part of the map to give us the impression that, that things are, are bigger than us. And there's more out there, but but by design, we're never to actually satisfy that curiosity. Mm-hmm. So the um, so the Big Bang is that the power on? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the sound of the Big Bang was actually Windows three point one startup <laughs> jingle. It's, it's booting from C drive. <laughs> Deja vu was having to switch floppy disks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it, it was. It's fascinating because you know you get you get these brilliant minds out there. You know, people. Are, honestly, not not the best example, but the first one that comes to mind is Elon Musk, um, who is brilliant. But but uh, for my for my argument, I, I had some physicists like Brian Cox. I probably should mention instead. But you know, the people like that who are just like you know, hey, you know, Elon, do you do you think we're we're in a simulation? And and they're just like, oh, I mean, absolutely. There's almost no way we're not. And I have to obviously make up my my own perception. I, I I won't believe something just because somebody I'm told is smart does. Right. But I do, I do have to pause and recognize 
when somebody you know has a grasp on things that I perhaps do not, and when it comes to the scientific or the techni- technologically minded people, for them to just uh, uh, a large number of them to just be like, oh, I mean, absolutely, you know, we're we're, yeah. we're trying to, so one day we either will or we'll kill the Earth first. But because the, because of the fact that life naturally tends to try and make simulations means that you know we basically have to be and again this is according to them their words not mine but it, it does give it some some hell of it really makes me think i i would say that we can't be in a simulation because if we were simulated um you would have been programmed to talk into the mic <laughs> i would have been programmed to to not talk into the mic just enough to get you to say <laughs> your thing because that's <laughs> That's that real Laurel and Hardy thing that the creators want from us, you know? <laughs> I, I, I don't know who Laurel or Hardy is, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just throw it out there and hope it means something to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just talk into the mic. Um, All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, we, uh, I'll throw something else that, that I thought was fascinating was... Um, Oh God, Doctor James Gates, I think. Bear, uh, I'm not. I'm not googling that, so so forgive me if I'm wrong. Not that I think anyone is actually going to, you know, fact check that on this. But but uh, <laughs> oh, they will. Uh, yeah, hopefully, right? Because mm-hmm. they're listening. But no, uh, he, he was on the simulated computers. <laughs> just to those who are about to, just stop and wonder what's the bloody point, man. Um, <laughs> anyway, this James Gate, uh, this Doctor James Gate, I think that's his name. Uh, he was doing doing like a sit down uh, conversation on, on string theory with, with Neil deGrasse Tyson. And, um, Oh God, what's that bloke's name? Who's, who's like the, the main guy with string theory. Um, Oh, it's such an, like an average name, like a John Smith kind of name, you know, it doesn't matter. And the, the, one of the foremost guys on, on string theory. So basically what I'm trying to, the picture I'm painting here is, is a room of, of earth's finest, some, some of the most intelligent people in the world. Um, because what I'm about to say is, is, is kind of crazy. So just know that it came from people uh, more intelligent than myself and, um, you know, a lot of other people. I'm not going to say you because that's rude. I don't know your <laughs> intelligence. Um, but he, he basically claims that that there was the presence of what appears to resemble keyword a form of computer code uh, embedded within our own fundamental particles, and, and he describes it a bit more cavalier than than even I did. I'm just I'm really hesitating because it sounds so mirac- miraculous. It makes you wonder why it's not common knowledge. And I don't know about you, mate, but that's a common uh, a common thing that I've noticed in life is that there's some things out there that are so fascinating and often dead true. That you're just like, why don't, as humans, why, why aren't we talking about this stuff? Like, we always just get caught up in, like, bloody politics or celebrity. There's so many interesting things out there that when you learn it's, like, a confirmed truth. You're like, why doesn't everyone know that? Like, that's bloody really fascinating. Yeah. Um, this is another one of those where, again, they're not saying it's, it's you know, actual zero and one binary code in DNA. But it's it's highly resembles that to, to the point where... You know, it, it's got some of the, the head people in physics and science, you know, really concerned and, and really thinking about it. And I think things like that go into the mind of, of these you know, hyper-intelligent people supporting the idea of simulation 
um, you know, they're, they're, they're getting on board with it with these things in mind where it's like, okay, so it, it's it, as hard to believe as it may sound, you know, there is what resembles computer code, binary code in the particles of our DNA. Mm. And that, that's those, those, those little moments that make me, you know, just take pause and be like, hmm. Like I'm hearing this as truth, but I'm still not believing it because I feel like this is groundbreaking news that should change the course of humanity, um, <laughs> and it just bloody hasn't. But um, but anyway, things like that. So does that does that have an effect on you? Like like hearing that like you know really intelligent physicists are saying that they they see binary within our DNA. Um, I totally understand the logic behind that in the sense that if you go into the code of a game, you'll find the code for each character. Um, that exists in that game and as such somewhere in this universe has to be the our, our code stored somewhere and right. so the dna seems to be a very logical uh, explanation for that i i don't um, i i see the logic behind it but rhetorically speaking because you say like hey th th does it make you think just because all these really intelligent people think that if this is a simulation i don't think um intellect means anything anymore i don't think they have any capacity or reason to be more right than any other person's wild stab at it right right well put yeah no absolutely well put because that's that's the stance i take with with a lot of things um we're not we're not going to go there let's just say with with religion or anything like that but when it comes to the the deeper questions i always just take the stance of i don't for myself believe that we're, we're and i'm speaking for simulation right now not, and nothing else um but i just don't i don't think we're wired or pre-programmed with the ability to even begin to perceive that so mm -hmm. why just take stabs in the dark you know just just be comfortable accepting our limitations and yeah i think there's something to be said about the uh radio waves, Wi-Fi signal, the fact that cats can see an infrared and we can't. Like, <laughs> there is, there is, you know, there are transmissions all around us that some creatures of this earth can, can see, hear, or smell that, that we cannot and vice versa. So that's, that's kind of means something to me, right? Where you have to kind of accept that if the, we don't have the instrumentation to pick up on everything that's going on around us. Well, I, I um, think, uh, I, I think a lot of us trying to wrangle our minds around this is, um, we think too significantly. We think about things that are too significant and wonder why or why not. It, they don't, maybe the devil's in the details. It's like, if, you, if you're going to create a simulation, why would you give me eczema? Like, mm, what, right. what does that do? <laughs> That's just a bloody dick move right yeah. there. <laughs> hey, if somebody's controlling me, please, for the love of God, download a hex editor. <laughs> Open a bloody text edit and just... <laughs> I, I really need a few inches taller. Um, that'd be great. Get, you know... Um, <laughs> It's just like a DOS config. You just just where where it says eczema equals. You just just erase true and write in false. <laughs> yeah. All you gotta do. <laughs> but why is that even programmed in? Like why is that even? Why is that included? Like how is this? Is that the DLC? Like hey, why want to really piss these guys off? Here's IBS. Yeah, it's part of the expendable skin content pack. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, all right. Here's here's a question. So, so I've I've not heard a definitive take on this either either way. And and again, it's not to say my my research on this matter is, is all that extent extensive. So it's probably out there. I don't know. But question is, 
some people mention this in regards to just a simulation, which I guess uh, I guess we could say is kind of how the the Matrix almost perceives things to be. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're we're almost more of like an experiment, I guess you could say, for, for fun, uh, an ant farm, whatever. Or I hear it referred to probably more often on the academic side as an ancestral simulation, which I guess you know then some sort of credence to that nostalgia factor to they're observing how. You know, let's say they're ten thousand years more advanced than us, so they're looking back on you know how us cavemen used to do things. Um, do either one of those make more sense to you? Or if you were a creator of a simulation, would you? No. Would you just? No. No, it wouldn't make. <laughs> it would not make more sense to me because, again, two two things have to happen. Um, number one, everything would be completely random, in which case we would not match. Or number two. We would, uh, for the purpose of their experimentation, we would have to match, meaning that they would already have to know uh, and predetermine how we are programmed, which defeats the purpose of the whole exercise. Right, and that's how that's how I've always looked at it. Is that they'd have to already know. So watching it play out, in other words, you'd have to program the exact parameters. So it would be, you know, by by the time you're done programming something, you know the ending to it's. It, there's no point, but. Just now, just you saying that makes me does make me curious. So I was going to pose the question of if you could create a simulation to simulate Earth from uh, ten thousand BC to fifteen hundred uh, AD, to, okay. you know, to the fifteen hundreds. Um, you know, would you do it? Now, in in thinking of that question for you, it, it did make me think, and keeping in mind what you just alluded to, that that if they didn't have complete control over it which wouldn't give them an actual ancestral model because there would be chaos, right? Things like mm-hmm. what's it called? The butterfly effect, you know, one, one insect dying could potentially change the, the course of, you know, a species entire projection. So it might be actually, I'm trying to give it reason and, and purpose in saying, so let's pretend we simulate earth from, from 10,000 BC to, to uh, 1500s. And we do it with no parameters, and we run a hundred of them. Mm. That that could be well fascinating to observe. So, in other words, you start everybody off on equal footing at ten thousand BC, and you see where the you know where a hundred different simulations end up by fifteen hundred, with no intervention. So, you know, in one reality, the dinosaurs never died. I guess. Um, and and so the humans weren't born. Well, but in by another ten thousand BC, they would have already come and gone. I, all right, I'm a dropout, mate. I didn't finish school. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have to work with me a little. All right. <laughs> okay, for those of you who are listening to this, uh, I can't make this up. Paul and I are just getting back from about fifteen to twenty minutes of having been disconnected from the internet. Um, at, as of the like the last sentence that you heard us. Uh, my computer just stopped working, and I had to completely reboot my router in order to uh, get back online so we can finish this episode, which is a clear sign of a simulation because clearly whoever is controlling things uh, caught wind of our conversation and shut us down. That, yeah, that's how this works. Too bloody close to the truth. Yeah. So, which <laughs> actually brought up a question um, for me, which is that, Okay, so let's say this is a simulation. Let's say there is a programmer slash creator. Would they be upset if they were to find out that we were on the verge of finding out the truth? You know, I I would almost think, and I'm trying to put myself in their their shoes, 
um, which are probably them like self self lacing Nikes because that's futuristic shoes. Um, I, I would I would think that would almost be encouraged. Like I would think from a like a thesis, like some sort of experimental point of view. Like like could could they could this thing I've created could they get to the point of of self aware? Um, so I, w- I would almost think it would be like a, like a, like the goal, like the end game. Like maybe we're, we're about to end life on earth because we've just answered their question. <laughs> that was self-serving, <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's because, <laughs> you know, we're the first I've ever had this conversation. Um, but you know what I mean? I, I would think that would actually be a good thing. Like, like could, could their model, uh, for, for civilization reach a point where they become self-aware of the model that they're in? Um, I would say based on our, Based only on a precedent of like every single thing ever written about artificial intelligence, um, it never works out well in the end. Like, never has an artificial intelligence achieved sentience to the point of uh, realizing that they are a simulation or like they're a computer, basically, and that somehow benefited humanity. Instead, we get AM from I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. We get uh, Hal from 2001 to Space Odyssey. We yeah. get like, there's so many examples of AI becoming sentient and their first impulse is kill all humans. Yes. Well, I completely agree. To, to clarify, when you had said, do I think they'd be upset? So, so no, I don't think they'd be upset. But does that mean it's a, it's good news for us? Also, no. Like you're saying, I think that's that's when it's time to shut it down. <laughs> Fair um, enough. So, so the, the more people that are catching on, if this is the case, and when I say catching on, you know, the, the more people in the science community that bring this up at, at, at TED Talks and things like that, it, it's probably not a good thing if we were in a simulation. Yeah. I, I think it would be the, the end of their their study and it'd be time to shut it down. Well, you know how they say like climate change is going to destroy us like within our lifetimes? Right. Um, did that did that come about as soon as we started questioning simulation theories? Yeah, probably pretty close. If you map the trajectories, it'd probably be damn close, <laughs> if not spot on, you know, give or take three years or something at the max. So basically, just because we're moving at an accelerated time frame, um, their finger is reaching towards the switch as we speak. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're doing there. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Or, or not, even, not even the switch. They've, they've already done like the um, Alt-X and it just asks them like, uh, are you sure you want to quit? And they clicked yes. And this is just the program shutting down now. Yeah, w- Windows is updating real quick. <laughs> that's, that's why we're still here. Because <laughs> that does still happen in Windows 46 or whatever. Uh, so, um, okay, I'll, so we're, we're being shut down. <laughs> way, way to go, thinkers. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't just eat your bloody ice cream and be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Always searching for reason. They 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 liked us a lot better when we were drowned out in our our ignorance. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I guess we don't have much time left in this world. So, any closing thoughts? Uh, closing thoughts. Uh, I've got I've got one more question for you, and we can oh, close sure. it there. Okay. So, so it, it, in its in and in an attempt to validate the simulation, because this kind of bringing this full circle back to kind of your first question is basically. For the creators, why? So if you could create a simulation that, that would cover like 10,000 years of Earth and run it a hundred times just to see all the different butterfly effects, w- does that, does that give it validation for you? Um, eh, sure. I guess curiosity. I guess curiosity is what's killing us right now because we just stumble upon a simulation theory that's causing them to shut down our program. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and it's like you know the, we play the, the game a game like The Sims, and it's like you know do do we need to see if like your sim will bang the mailman? No, but it's bloody a good time. So I think it's <laughs> I think it all ends up in the same point where it's like you know this is just what they're doing for fun apparently. Um, sick bastards. Yeah, I mean I guess it does kind of uh, it, it gives a theory which um, in all th- all things considered is fairly plausible so yeah i could give you uh i could give you a point for that one all right yeah no that's pretty much it uh brian green that was the name i couldn't think of earlier see it's a super uh super average name he's the string theory guy and uh yeah that's all i got all right well i i'm glad we have just ruined our chances of survival together (laughs) it's been a bloody good ride yeah just before 2022 damn it but um don't worry everyone just uh just um quick restore your last save game because you know we are saving early and saving often right yeah that's right yeah oh yeah speaking of which i'm gonna close this out in 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 our new way which is thanks for listening save early save don't do a murder <laughs> <laughs>